Welcome back. Well, tax season's here, folks, and you know. Hi there. Whoa, where'd you come from? April here to tell you about the tax filing software from Tax Act. Uh, seriously, were you like hiding behind my desk? Seriously, Tax Act makes it easy to get your maximum refund. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Switch to Tax Act today and you can start for free. Or as we say at Radio Land. Subtle. Tax Act. Tax Act. File for less and get more. See TaxAct.com for details. Hey, this is Tom Gray from This Stuff Matters. Thanks for tuning in to the This Stuff Matters podcast. We'd love to have you follow us on social media. Just search at This Stuff Matters. You can check us out on the website, thisstuffmatters.net. You can subscribe to our email newsletter there, and you can reach me there via phone or email through the website. Thank you so much. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on wherever you're listening to this. Welcome back to the This Stuff Matters podcast. John Radcliffe, along with your host, Tom Gray. Tom, how are you today, sir? Very good, John. Thanks. You doing okay? Oh, wonderful. It is a beautiful <laughs> day in the neighborhood. And you know what? It, it's just one of those things that it's a lot easier. What's the old adage? It takes less muscles to smile than it does uh, to frown. Yes. And I kind of try to walk around with that. Yeah. Just a smile's infectious. Mm. And, and it is one of those things that I always try to pass along to people that a good hello, a good howdy, and hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You never know how it could change someone's day. Boy, that's huge. And isn't it amazing and really interesting in life how many of the most powerful things are very simple? Exactly. <laughs> like smiling. How about try smiling? Yeah. If you do just something just like that, just yeah. a simple smile at someone, it, it can brighten someone's day. One day I'll, I'll tell you a fun story. When uh, In Publix, my wife and I, we were dating at the time. We went to Publix to get a sandwich. Yeah. The lady, I could clearly tell she was just very upset. Uh. And, you know, as we've been doing this podcast, Thomas, you get to know me. I'm very silly, very yeah. jovial. And the lady, I said, you know, I need you to stop for a second. I need you to come over here and give me a hug. She said, excuse me? I said, ma'am, you're upset. And if you're touching my food, that means you're going to pass on mad cow disease, and I need you to come give me a hug. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and she came around, and my wife, then girlfriend, is looking at me. I gave this lady a big hug, and she uh. went back around there. She made the largest sandwich. I mean, it was just meat stacked on top of meat. And as we went back to, actually, we were just going to the park to eat sandwiches. I can't eat this thing. I was like, hey, you take half. She's piled on easily three pounds of deli meat on here. Isn't that something? And it just to brighten her day, just, you know, to let her know, look, I know you're having a rough day. But I just, I just want to give you a hug and let you know it's going to be okay. And I, I'm hoping that it gets better for you. Wow, I love that story. <laughs> and and you know, I don't know, man. Maybe there's a uh, there's a motto for life in that story from you. It's like, uh, hey, uh, be the hug you know you a lot that, of days need. That is it. it <laughs> it's just one of those things. I'm I'm a hugger. Yeah. When I see you know, and I know we're in COVID times, but I always you that embrace just yes. always helps someone out just a little bit more. Where whether it be a virtual hug, someone knowing that hey, mm. I'm here for you. Yeah. Whether you don't even need to talk to me. Just give me a hug. Yeah, I can take in a lot of yep. energy, that negative energy that you might have. You can pass it on to me. And let's br start brightening up your day, and I'll find a way to rekindle it into some positive energy. I love that. And, then, <laughs> and I tell you, that's a beautiful picture of what we hope to be doing with this podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we it's want this podcast pass, to be that. It's passing along yeah. that energy because, yes. you know, right now we have so many different things going on in right. our world right now. Right. And, you know, for us, particularly for you, you know, you are at a point where – you play a pivotal role in with your purpose in life. Mm. And that's a hard calling that some people have a hard time because when, you, when you're looking for your purpose in life, when you're trying to find your thing, some people try and find it in money, right. some people try and find it in material things, but when you find that moment where, whether it be for me, it's I'm a smiler, I'm a hugger, working in radio, 
I love to be on air, but I also know my purpose for the show that I work on. It's behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and it's the part that I'm okay with. I, I it, it there's not nothing begrudging about it. It's I enjoy what I do, yeah. and I can do it with a smile with my team to give my best effort. And when you can find that in life, mm-hmm. it's nothing begrudging about it. And for me, it might have actually come just from my up, upbringing of being a football player as yep. a lineman. Yep. There's not a lot of notoriety. You don't get in the newspaper. <laughs> you do your part, and you do it with a smile. Mm. And when you can find that in life, what your part is yeah. in this big world that we have going on around here, right. if it's just that, it's passing a smile, yeah. then that's the part that you play. Wow. And to, to not only find contentment in it, not only to be okay with it, but to be energized yes. for it. And that's really the focal point of, of this episode, John, is that you know the power of having a higher calling in a sense, having a purpose, a higher purpose for which we live. And it kind of flows out of our last episode theme on integrity. I love, you know, how you're teaching your son, you know, the definition of integrity, you know, do the right thing even when nobody's looking. Well, that immediately asks the question, why? Why would I do that? You know, and and so there's this underlying compass point, if you will, or motivation, whatever, you, however you want to label it, that that someone's got to have as their engine down in their soul if they're going to actually successfully in any committed kind of a way pursue integrity, for example. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out of uh, a strong sense of purpose, that, that my life is about something bigger than the pleasure of the moment or getting by with whatever I can get by with as long as I don't get caught or, you know, it, it's got to be driving. It's similar. I mean, uh, as a former quarterback, I mean, you O-linemen, man, you guys, it, and as a former college coach, my, my philosophy on football is the team with the best offensive line wins. Correct. You can run the ball. You can pass the ball. Any quarterback, you know, there's 100 quarterbacks that can stand back there and hit an open receiver when he's got all day. So, but – there's power in the analogy. I mean, the, the, some, you know, the, the the player in the line, the player, whatever his position is, has to understand this is a vital part of a bigger purpose, of a higher calling, of a, and until individual team members understand their own identity in light of a, a larger than them purpose, boy, there's no satisfaction. There's no joy. There's no success. But when we are people of purpose like that, now now we can each enjoy being a significant part of a movement, a rebellion, as we were talking. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we can change the world. You know exactly. And, and it's and, and we need to grasp onto that. And that's going to be our focus today. And it makes me think about uh, you know when we're recording this, we are in the uh, we're coming towards the end of 2021. And up in New York, mm. the uh, sanitation workers, mm. there's a total of 94 sanitation workers that they said that have done, I don't know how much overtime, but basically they've made over six figures in overtime hours. Wow. And I say that to say, you know, when you think of the garbage man, right? <laughs> it's not the glamorous job. Right. It, it's not the most glamorous job. But here are these gentlemen that they're going through the Thanksgiving holiday, the Christmas holiday. Mm. We know in New York they do the big... Uh, New Year's, Rockin' Eve, Dick yep. Clark, and all of that, yep. and they know their part, mm-hmm. and they're excited about it. And I, I know it's easy to say, but the monetary portion behind it, but they did their part to get to that monetary portion that comes to it. It wasn't begrudging because it could have easily been, I'm not working all of these hours. Right, right. But now here are these gentlemen, and there's interviews with them where one of the guys says, you know, I'm a few years away from retirement. This year set me up mm-hmm. to get ready for retirement, mm-hmm. and he did it 
doing his part. Yeah. And that's the big part is when you're doing your part as an offensive lineman, it sets you up for success. It yes. sets the team up yeah. for success. They help set New York City up for success. And that's the whole part of whether it be a company, but whether the bigger company of them all, this world, and right. having your purpose of being that rebellion and the the leader of the rebellion, as we've yeah. been saying, yes. <laughs> being a part of it and having your yeah. purpose in it is a key part to it. Right. It, it It's absolutely huge. And and just to, back to our, the, the world we like to live in, the sports analogies, you know, it's legendary, the... Um, you know, the stories of teams kind of getting seduced by the highly talented player, bringing that player on the roster, but that was a selfish player. Mm-hmm. And the per- player was all about self-accolades and only cared about se- – didn't live for that higher purpose of team goals or team success. And, you know, no matter how talented that individual is, I'm almost, you know, almost every single time, you know, the – the turmoil that happens in the locker room or the whatever, you know, the different, uh, it just breaks down overall effectiveness and the, and the individual talented player ends up not really benefiting either, you know, so it just, it hurts everybody involved. And, and we want to call everybody to, to that higher uh, way of living to live for more than just yourself and to live. And what if, I don't know how we could phrase it. We could, everybody needs to wrestle through this on their own and, and articulate it in a way that really resonates with them. But at a minimum, it's something like, John, it's something like, you know, let's, what about if we all really were committed to leaving the world a better place than we Ooh. found it? Something like that, you know? Or whether you have your own children or not, or, you know, there are kids coming along and they are precious and they matter and they are of value. And then there's grandchildren and there's next generations and, you know, living for a higher human value human uh, flourishing uh, kind of um, purpose is, uh, you know, I I don't think we hesitate in challenging our listeners to consider embracing that. It matters. You know, we want to help you make the most out of what matters most, and we are advocating unapologetically that 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 matters a lot. And we we talked about it in a a previous episode, which, by the way, go back wherever you get your podcast, like, subscribe, follow, leave five stars, wherever you go. We talked about it. Where, you know, for the example, for the father, right, driving home, his purpose is to be the leader of that house. Mm. He knew when you know your purpose in terms of that, you have to find your ways where you find your way to get your time to relax and hit that reset button because, you know, the other portion of your of that role of your purpose is the teacher, the mentor, yes. the the counselor. Right. And, and I say this universally because it could be any number of things. You know, the daughter breaks up with the boyfriend. The wife needs to talk about the workday, whatever the case may be. When you know that portion of your purpose in your house, mm. you're able to do that. And it's unbegrudging because you can walk into your house and your family knows that portion of it. My family, for example, mm-hmm. when I come home, my I carry a book bag, my book bag. I go to my office, put my bag up. And before that's, we don't speak at that point in time. It's that let me offload that exactly. Once that's done, how are we doing? And that's how we get the day started. (laughs) Mm. Everybody plays their part in this, and it's it wasn't something that we sat down and talked about where I was a dictator and said I need to put my bag down and get. No, No, it was it was just kind of a natural evolution that took place, even from my young son. Mm. Of let me let daddy put his bag down. Daddy's bag is down. He grabs a bottle of water. Hi, Daddy. Mm. Let me tell you about my day. Mm. And that's the natural evolution of my purpose of, as the father, when I come home, my son wants to talk. Mm. The natural evolution transpired through all of this. It was never a talk. And that's how it is in life of this natural evolution of things that will happen 
when you know your role that is as a part of this world, as a part of this cog. Yeah. And that's not that's not just saying as a father. It's also in the scenario of being a helper. Yes. If you see someone who needs help, helping the, the lady carry her bag to her car. Yeah. It's a natural evolution of passing that along of here I am, big man, big guy, little lady carrying a bunch yeah. of bags. Let me just help her put her in her trunk. Yeah. It hurt nothing. Right. But it's the natural evolution of passing along what we talk about here on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, John, I mean, you know, without much creative effort, we could probably all come up with a dozen ways every day to live that purpose out of making the world a better place, regardless of our role with our family. And those change over time, obviously, or our role at work or our specific employment, even garbage collector or CEO, whatever it is, yes. you know, there's a ways to leave this world a better place. And, and embracing the, the commitment to and in, in defining our own identity, understanding ourselves as significantly a part of something bigger than ourselves, it's not shortchanging our existence. It's actually enhancing. Like, um, you know, you might think, well, oh, you know, living for a higher purpose, understanding your purpose. The power in that is that it serves the greater good more than the individual good. Well, yes, that's true. Absolutely. And is that worth doing? My argument would be completely. And we all ought to pursue that. There is virtue there. Uh, That's the right way to go for, I think you can make a lot of you know, cases for why that's the right way to go. But I, but I don't think it's always, and we would be short-selling ourselves to only think about it in terms of, well, I've got to you know, kind of reduce myself for the greater good of the community or the family or the, the world. Really, by making those personal sacrifices for the higher purpose, I am actually growing myself. I am actually uh, benefiting myself as an individual who is a part of this bigger and better world that I'm influencing and affecting it. You know, so, so it's out of that sense of purpose that I can, you know, back to the integrity, I can do the right thing when nobody's looking because I'm not going to get paid for it necessarily. Uh, and I can do the right thing even when it costs me. Mm-hmm. Like I got to turn over that money or I got to like the, the, the prisoner who's, who turned himself back in, it's going to cost me. But in the end, according to the what I think would be the better definition of success and victory and uh, meaning, those things that matter most, I'm actually going to be much, much richer. Correct. Even though I sacrificed individual things for the greater good along the way, if that makes sense. And I think what we run into a lot is we look to put levels and parallels on different things that we have going on, where someone looks at a CEO as a higher individual than the sanitation worker. And when you can take those limits off of that, stop looking through those lenses and just realize John and Tom are exactly the same as Joe and Mike Mm -hmm. and Barbara and Sarah. We're all the same on the same playing field. We just all have a different portion. And as we're sitting here talking about it, I think about the old cartoon, The Smurfs. (laughs) In the Smurf village, they all played a role to make the village work, to keep Gargamel out, first of all, (laughs) the the, the evil witch that wanted to to stew them. But then, you know, even Papa Smurf and focusing for what their higher purpose was, was they look look at the joyous life that they lived. Look at the blissful life that they lived in their village. And that's what we want in our world. For our kids to see this blissful life, this blissful world that as you and I have gotten older, we've seen the good times and the bad times. But we're seeing we see our purpose as well of 
what we do here yeah. makes it where now we can add this this blissful life, this joyous life that these kids can see because what we're doing is the work that higher powers have called us to do. Right, right. Well, and that, and that perspective that you just brought in, John, is huge. And, of course, you know, everybody's got to kind of pursue this and investigate this and dig into it themselves. Hopefully, maybe we just are serving as a little bit of a prod in that direction, you know. It is worth, you know, uh, investigating and really contemplating. But is there some purpose that's bigger, uh, even in the divine, in a sense, even in the eternal uh, sense? And, you know, one of the great leaders in human history that we have from ancient times, things recorded about him was Moses, you know, even whether you're religious or not, even secular historians would rank him in the top 10 all time of, of most influential world leaders. Well, he wrote something one time, and, it, and it's written in the form of a prayer. He's praying to God, and he says, and if you're in, you want to look in the Bible, it's recorded as Psalm 90. He says, God, teach us to number our days so that we could live with a heart of wisdom. And that's just huge, because, John, I, you know, in my line of work, I don't love this part, but, man, it brings perspective. I, I I'm involved in a bunch of funerals. <laughs> I get I, I get to go to more funerals than most people ever. And it's you're yeah. I don't I don't like it. Uh and yet, boy oh boy, it forces you to confront the reality that life is short. And the reality is you're talking about being a part of a bigger whole we have to also recognize our part in this whole story of the world is a short part. Even the person that lives the longest, let's say you live to be 110, well, in the real kind of evaluation of things, that's a pretty short period of time in and of itself. In the perspective of it, in the grand scheme of it all, it's still, I mean, you think of how long this earth has been here. You think about, in the grand scheme, it's still a short term. It sure is. And it's something that when you're not thinking about it of the number of days, when you're not watching the clock, it's like being at work. Yeah. When you're not watching the clock and you're enjoying what you do, hmm just going through the day and it's just a normal day for you yes you you can push through and yeah. you don't worry about the nine to five the whistle the so forth and so on you're going through the day with a smile on your face mm. and when you can go through life that way right because you've got a limited number of, day, exactly. number of days that's <laughs> yeah. right and so to ask the question is there a purpose for my life beyond this short little thing that is my life you know is there even a purpose in a longer period of time, a longer-term kind of definition, and of course, ultimately, that makes us look up and say, is there a God? Is there something beyond this life that that puts even the short little number of days I get into a more profound meaning and and giving me even that level of purpose? Now, that's, you know, I encourage everyone, obviously, to dig into that, process that, think about that. But at a minimum, we are a, uh, a link in a relay race, you know, that um, we do have our part. We aren't isolated little uh, people on islands, you know, just only living for self. And so however you end up kind of reckoning this or come to terms with it or defining it, I, I don't think we are doing anybody a, a favor or a service by not calling all of us to consider living for a higher purpose, something bigger than ourselves. And, man, that's going to be one of those things that matters most. It's going to be one of those defining necessary traits of the revolution or of the rebellion. The of the, rebellion. You know, are we going to influence our world? Well, <laughs> imagine a world where everybody out there, you know, is only living for self. Whoo. Actually, maybe we are starting to be able to imagine that because it seems it's like we're going getting that, more way. that way, right? All right, well, then let's change it. You know, let's, let's, let's do something different. And our world needs us to be different and do something different. And, you know, we, we keep saying as we keep coining the fa uh, phrase, the rebellion. Yeah. You, you think of the, the greatest rebellions throughout history. Mm. 
And it wasn't just for changing for that moment. Right. It was changing for the legacy that came behind you as well. It's changing for not only your kids, yeah. but your kids' kids. Yeah. And that's what, what a lot of the, this is what this is all about. Right. It's changing for that long-term legacy that this rebellion that we're talking about is going not just for January, a Tuesday in January, right. a, a Tuesday in 2022. We're talking about a Tuesday in 2045 and so forth and so on where it's a change agent of people that are now going around with number one, the joy in their heart to know that their purpose here, it's not in vain. Right. Because there's so many people that are walking around here right now feeling like they don't exist. Right. They are. It's like the story, like I told you in the beginning, that lady in the deli, mm. she probably felt like no one saw her. Mm. She was pointless to no one. Wow. Yep. But at that point in time, to me, she was the most important person to me because I wanted my sandwich and I wanted people to be happy. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely just want to see yeah. people smile. Yeah. And it's seeing that long term of in that one moment, if it took for her to see that and it took for her to go home and hug her husband right. and hug her child a little bit tighter and make her. And you hear these stories in, in, in the Christmas season, mm -hmm. but you want to hear these also July 4th. That's right. Let's make them an everyday. Exactly. A, a lifestyle way of living. And living for that purpose gives us the power to do that in the day to day to day. And you're right. I mean, think about it, John. Just everything, every powerful uh, effect, every powerful movement, every powerful rebellion or whatever, uh, was driven by people committed to a purpose. I mean, we look at... Uh, I mean, I, I'm an American history buff, but the revolution uh, to, to break free from the most powerful empire in the world, England, you know, mm -hmm. these people had a purpose that they, many of them, laid down their lives for. I mean, you look at the kind of the final line of the Declaration of Independence, they, the signers, they said, we're, you know, we're committing our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. I mean, and they did. Most of them ended up poor and broke, and many of them killed for the, for the cause, for the purpose, and we've all benefited from it. Similarly, whatever the other different major revolutions through American history that have been needed. I think of the civil rights movement. I mean, people died for the purpose. Why? Because a significant change needed to happen to get where we originally at least stated we wanted to go, that all men are created equal. All right, well, that's a cause worth living for. That's a purpose higher than yourself. And that's uh, people living for purpose change things. And everybody that went through those revolutions, you know, they might not be pictured on the front cover of that portion in history, mm. but they're a key portion to that wall of the people that you saw. Right. You know, you think of the civil rights and you, you look at that wall of people, whether it was Dr. King or Hosea Williams, but also the person five rows back. Yep was just as important as that that's front right. row that's to right. keep the, to keep everything pushing. And that's what we want here is that we want you guys to know that, you know, whether you are a sanitation worker, a CEO, a pilot, you're all a part of this stuff that matters to yes. changing our world. Yes. That you are part of pushing us through all of this. You're a part of this revolution that, that right. is going to take place in, in this rebellion that's going to happen in our world that we hope that we spark a light to yeah. that no matter where you are in line of this, we're going to get this revolution going and that you're a part of it and push through it. And then the other part is that when you when you get started on your revolution, link arms to the person next to you. Yes. And link arms to the other to the left and to the right of you. Yeah. And start that march forward. And yep. that's when you're gonna start to see more of that grow. John, yes. And that's the vision for this podcast and why we would make an appeal for people. We want to inspire you. We want to inform you, but we also want to galvanize and and uh, 
and, and unite us, you know, in uh, in in building that. I, you know, my day job is as a pastor, and I'm inspired by some of the revolutionaries that have been pastors in our history, and uh, one still living legend here in our city, uh, former mayor and UN ambassador Andrew Young, mm-hmm. reading his autobiography. It was, he titled it, I thought it was fascinating, called an, uh, an Easy Burden, I think it was the title of his autobiography, which, which is amazing because that's how he viewed it, but in a lot of ways you would evaluate his life wasn't an easy burden. But he set out at the beginning of that, talking about the intentional effort in the civil rights movement, he and Dr. King and some of the others. He says, here's what he said, we were out to recapture the soul of America. Ooh. <laughs> And, I'm, and recapture might not be the right verb. All of a sudden, I'm drawing a blank on it. But basically, that's it. We were, we're out to, to restore the soul of America, recapture the soul of America. I, I kind of think in, in other different ways or in a lot of different ways, we're, we're, we're there again. We, we need some people um, who are ready to, to, to be those difference makers, th- those change agents. I think of it to, uh, to Paul mm-hmm. in the Bible. Yes. Where, when he was Saul. Yeah. I mean, he he was the greatest killer and murderer mm. of Christians. Mm. But then it it came a point where, and we've talked about this before. There's never a bad time to start. Mm. The, this That's isn't right. like this isn't like a diet where you need to wait for New Year's to start. Nope. And whenever you can start, whenever, and you get to that point of, I can make a change right now, and yep. I can be one of the biggest changes in it, and don't don't need the notoriety of it. And you do that part that that you have that purpose to go with it. Yep. Yep. That's it. So uh, this is one of those things that matters most, John. And we hope you guys know that you guys matter to us. We thank you guys for listening. Tune in every week to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. We hope you like, subscribe, and follow us on social media. And until next time, Tom, I'll talk to you then. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.